0: Hello, Waniacs and Splainiacs. As of August 2021, our Patreon is live!
1: Woo! Splain will always be free, so don't worry. But if you want to help support us and help us make the show as best as it can be, you can donate at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain.
0: We'll be releasing bonus content for our Patreon subscribers every month, as well as shouting out the generous members of the Acela VIP Lounge.
1: Yes, so if you like what we do, you can help support us at Patreon, dot com slash fountains of splain it's going to be great and with that on to the show
0: so out oh. Welcome to the show, uh, Splaniacs and Waniacs. We are back after a couple weeks hiatus. I This week we didn't get out an episode because uh, I had just gotten back from New York and then I got sick right away. So I'm a little bit sick right now, <laughs> um, but not too sick to podcast. So um, we're back. Hooray, Tyler. Hooray
1: hooray uh yeah we i think all got the same cold when we were together last week in new york i got it really bad but only for like two or three days i got it was
0: i it was like the worst i felt in a really long time but for like a day and a half
1: yeah it was a quickie it was like just one of those really nasty colds that blows over quick better than like a mild cold that sticks around for like two and a half weeks and never goes away uh i hate that i'd rather a bad cold in the short term uh so yeah we all were little sicky poos last week and we uh (laughs) did not feel up to making a podcast and then obviously the weekend before we were uh, doing our show in New York, which I think went really yeah, well. I think
0: I also heard it went really well. Um, nobody threw tomatoes at us. Nobody asked for their money back. Uh, it was really great. And we had kind of, yeah, we, I mean, I went too crazy and stayed up too late and had too much fun and hugged too many people. And my body just absolutely shut down. I think all our immune systems just bunkered down at the same time and went into hibernation and um yeah no it was a really great 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 time so we're sorry we've missed you the past couple weeks I think also subconsciously we are prolonging these final nine episodes because we are now counting down our studio thousands of wind songs and it's really sad
1: <laughs> and we still don't have a plan for what we're gonna do when we run out of them totally. so totally. uh yeah we are kind of prolonging the inevitable but in the meantime i'm sure people notice we put out some uh, Patreon stuff that was previously behind the paywall. So yeah, that Fountains of Jeff episode that came out last week, which if you saw the title and got confused and didn't click on it, is a episode where the Yumi and Ryan and friend of the show and patron Eric Andoff uh dumped all of the jeff rosenstock discography uh onto a document and did what we do for fountains of wayne but for jeff which is like three times as long Long, as uh fountains Wayne. he's done so many things all his bands and stuff so yeah we ended up getting a really great song and uh you know just fun to fun to talk about jeff I uh, still have
0: not listened to that episode. (laughs) I have to check out that episode because me and Tyler are, like, locked out of our Patreon for reasons that are boring. Um, So only Ryan can upload Patreon, and then he, like, sends us a little email. So if he doesn't send us a little email, we never listen to the Patreons. Um,
1: And he did send us the little email with the Jeff episode. I I actually never listened to it and i also haven't listened to it yet so i have nice. not heard i haven't heard a few of our patreon episodes no i haven't either
0: so yeah, eric was like i think that was really great and i was like yeah, you know <laughs> like <laughs> as a patreon you would be the only one who knows between i'm
1: glad he did though it. because uh he obviously doesn't podcast weekly like we do so when <laughs> we were done recording he was like
0: did i do a
1: good job and i was like eric you're a natural you yeah! do an amazing job we, boy, so- do we
0: have a podcast for you
1: (laughs) yeah no he was so good and uh yeah we're uh it was just exciting to take a break talking about wayne and talk about another thing we love so uh so yeah but i mean we're back here fountains of splain uh, we should tell everybody where they can find us online before we get into one of these final nine songs you can find us on email we're at fountains at gmail.com I haven't checked that email in like two weeks I hope we don't have any emails sorry if we're not getting back to you we promise we're getting back into the swing oh this week
0: oh, oh. now is as good a time as any to formally apologize that we don't exist on Instagram anymore I think with uh, this fun show and seeing all our friends and last weekend and and, kind of the world generally reluctantly we shouldn't be oops getting back trickling back into society I think we are getting too excited by our real lives and we are not devoted enough to our fake lives online so um, very sorry that we are missing you on that front but Tyler's gonna tell you where to follow us anyways
1: yeah we're gonna try to get better about being on Instagram we're at fountains of Splane, even though we have not been there very much recently we're also on TikTok very quietly at fountains of splain <laughs> but occasionally Occasionally, we make content over there. Things that we actually keep up with that you can find in our show notes are the playlist of all the bands we've uh, featured at our mid show break, which I believe is called Fountaineers. We have the antidepressants playlist, which are songs that we listen to to make us feel antidepressed. That's an open playlist that anybody can add to, I believe. And we have a list of all of the Fountains of Wayne songs that we have explained, thus far and we only have nine more left so it is uh it's 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 almost the whole studio discography
0: i just forced myself to listen to the antidepressants playlist because i was waiting for you i had to send the link out today and so i had to wait here very responsibly and so i was like You should pump yourself up with some music. And I didn't want to put it on because I only like sad music, (laughs) which is why we made it. I wanted to listen to the sad stuff, but I said, no, you'll be in a weird place. First plane, listen to the guy. And it was the right choice. And it pumped me the fuck up. And now I'm here like on ecstasy yeah
1: i should yeah i mean i listen to that pod that sorry i listen to that playlist a lot when i do need a little pick me up like if i'm driving home from work and i'm just kind of like tired and feeling kind of like oh my god what a long day it's a great podcast for that kind of thing but i've especially needed it this last week because the like dopamine high i got from last weekend where you and I were in our element like making a crazy theater show and like uh-huh. you were we were in New Jersey we were in New York City we were all over Brooklyn we were hanging out Ryan was here we'd smashed a printer in the street for the show <laughs> Grabbing like, coffee
0: reading maps running all about this way that way playing Staten life Island is strange way with our friends <laughs>
1: uh, and pe- petting Island. cats watching catfish I mean it was such a fun Fun weekend Eating, it was like it. yeah
0: oh my gosh the, cu- oh my god. the kind
1: of weekend like w- that we've been so deprived of the yeah. last two years because the whole f- all the stuff you know and <laughs> just to have one of those weekends of being like oh my god here we are out in the world just like doing all this exciting stuff together it was just like so fun and so the kind of uh reality of monday setting uh. in and also having this really bad cold and being like oh my god like that was like a crazy fun dream that happened and now here i am back in real life at my job uh with a cold like going to work with a cold even though i probably made
0: me because i told her i had a cold and she said come in anyway everyone has it no yeah no that's what happened yeah it was cool yeah that's working in schools for you that's cool um but Absolutely. I think our illnesses were simply our bodies rejecting our normal lives. Because that's so true. I felt so good. I felt so like myself. Kill Him With Kindness was fucking amazing. We have to talk more about that in general on this podcast all the time. Because every time I'm at it, it just, like, warms my withered old heart. And, like, it, to do it after years of not doing it. I'd only been once. Um, I'd been, like, to the one right before pandemic i think or like a 20 no you
1: you were at a 2018 one yeah you were i think you were at the fourth kill and we had done eight before the pandemic
0: amazing oh fuck wow um yeah so i only went to one in 2018 and then to like see you guys reopen it after that many years was like totally yeah and it went way fucking later than anyone ever thought it would because everybody was just like out there trying things deciding last minute it was beautiful
1: And we should specify if you missed one of our recent episodes where we said what Kill'em is, it is an event that I used to throw in Brooklyn and now have started throwing in Brooklyn again now that the pandemic has allowed us uh, some of our things back. Uh, That's like kind of like a big party slash open mic night uh thing where people just get charity
0: event like
1: charity event but it's really just people hanging out and like getting on stage and trying comedy or like a song they wrote or like weirdo performance art where you wear masks and like play with a midi board which is one thing we saw last weekend and it's so much fun and uh we are probably going to get to keep doing it and i will update everybody via this podcast if they are in the new york city area and want to come out to Gowanus, brooklyn and hang out with us at kalmuth kids i think the next one's going to be in early may but i'll have more details later
0: and two people from our fountainiers playlist aka musicians who contribute to the mid show break of this show performed um stevie zucchini who was on a very very recent episode i don't remember which one offhand because i don't research anything before we start recording this episode stevie, that's write.
1: his instagram yeah. handle but his music name is stevie matthews
0: okay stevie matthews um amazing songwriter got up there with a panano like adam schlesinger and rocked out a jam two jams um and cole hutchins who is not on spotify but has a sick youtube video of his song and i love his stuff so much and i hope he keeps making stuff, and it was so cool to see them perform live after featuring them on this here show. And we got to mention the show
1: in real life to like a room <laughs> full of people. We gave out stickers, it was great. It yeah, was we great. Uh, Oh my
0: gosh, you guys it, should have been there. Great. Some of you, yeah, some of you kind of were actually. You were, some of you definitely were.
1: <laughs> yeah, some people listen to this, or, um, yeah, for sure. you know who you are. And uh, everybody <laughs> should come to the next one. Uh, I don't want to commit to an actual date because it could change, but no, it's never, a, it's it. probably. Probably early May. So by the time this comes out, about a month away. Five weeks away. So uh, come out to Kill Him With Kindness. It's a fun time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's go time, right?
0: It's go time. I have something to say. We have nine remaining songs. Three from Utopia Parkway. Three from Welcome Interstate Managers. And you guessed it, three from Sky Full of Holes. We are balanced. We are I I don't know. I feel like the numerology is on our side.
1: Yeah. The like, remaining albums are fully in sync here.
0: Perfect for thirds. Us.
1: Perfect. I love this. This is like a perfect like pieces of a pizza here.
0: Third eye wide open
1: yeah really this is uh extremely exciting i can't even uh, i haven't looked at the document so i'd like abstractly know all the songs we haven't talked about but i don't have them memorized or anything so even though we only have nine when the number gets called uh unless it's four which must be <laughs> stacy's mom uh i don't i don't haunting, know haunting. I don't know what it's gonna be. Um, um but I j- wow. just
0: looked at it and I think have it near memorized, so I will be quiet after I generate the number.
1: <laughs> okay, well I'll count you down. Are you ready with uh with the list of songs and with the random number generator to smash a- the button up? I am ready. Okay, here we go. Um th- five,
0: four, three, two, one an old classic. Oh, it's perfect, number nine. Oh my gosh, mm. number nine.
1: So It's just the, the only beginning. other
0: one you probably could have guessed besides four.
1: Oh my god, that means it's Cemetery Guns.
0: Yes, it does. Ding, ding, ding. Pew, pew, pew. Cemetery Guns, go pew, pew, pew. Uh,
1: yeah, we've spoken a little bit about our history with this song, but um let's save it for after the break, because this is a song that I know you I I feel Hum is a band I am just finding out about now um, because they emailed us and Grace was filling me in, but it is actually made up of two people we went to college with.
0: Yeah, our real uh, life friends. Our real life friends.
1: Some real life friends. So very exciting to see our real life friends making real life music and offering it to us uh, for the show. So thank you to Renee and Joe for lending us the song.
0: And it rocks a lot and everybody should go listen to it a perfect track i think a kind of moody ethereal brings you to a different sort of space kind of song for our cemetery guns episode
1: um yes uh, it uh, definitely helps set the tone for this song uh so this is we should say the final song on the final album by Fountains of Wayne. It's AKA track 13. The
0: last Fountains of Wayne song. Ever.
1: AKA The Last Fountains of Wayne song ever. It's it's track 13 on Sky Full of Holes. It's two minutes and 53 seconds. It comes after Firelight Waltz, which is really a one-two doozy of songs. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually like whole.
0: fucking really mean. <laughs> that's super unfair.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's just this like somber. Little scene at a military funeral in the city of Peoria, and that is the concluding remark uh, from, from this band uh, it's a lot to unpack
0: yeah um we'll get into that <laughs> uh, the first and most important fact about this song is that doing this episode today taught me that I've been spelling cemetery wrong my whole entire life. <laughs> Uh, and that is with an a at the in the ending part instead of an e so like I went a-r-y instead of e-r-y and I've been boldly confidently writing it that way I would have said it at the spelling b I would have spelled it that way if it weren't for this day
1: i never thought about it that much but every time i googled it just now to do our uh research portion uh, Google did have to correct me so i probably also was yeah. spelling it the wrong way
0: uh and i'm really i brag like a lot about my spelling it's one of the first things i told ryan about myself <laughs> uh and he will never let me forget it is that on our first day i was like i'm really fucking good at spelling <laughs> uh, i just need to get that out of the way
1: <laughs> everybody has those words though um for the yeah. long time I could not spell the word restaurant I just yeah, c- I c- could that. never ever get it right every time I texted it out I was like I can't remember where the i can't I, remember where everything goes in this word
0: i still can't spell embarrassed right which is fucking embarrassing obviously um but every time it's spelled right i'm like that is too motherfucking long they don't all they can't all be doubles there can't be two r's and two s's and there's like fucking nine e's like no yeah it's this a is full
1: it it's a full mississippi of a word
0: yeah it's fucked it's fucked at least we have a little song for that one okay um okay back to cemetery. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so, and also, I, we talked about this recently, but when we were first getting into Fountains of Wayne, just like uh, for on a personal note of what the song means to us, we listened to all of the albums back to back after we, you know, started to discover and unearth how great this band is and how we wanted to explore the discography and go deeper and on first listen to sky full of holes a few moments stuck out to us but because we had just like binged all of fountains of Wayne, basically um a lot of it i think was kind of lost on us like moments like cemetery guns guns and
0: we were like oh, you know like
1: yeah it was the tail end of like (laughs) a long road trip like all that kind of stuff so but cemetery guns partly because it was the last song that made us perk up but just like the song itself stuck with us and for a long time at least a few months when i was first getting into fountains of wayne this was kind of the only song in this album i listened to like i was aware the other songs were there and that they were good and maybe they'd come on the mix every once in a while i had to like actively sit down and re-engage with those songs and learn about what made them great but cemetery guns cut through and was this track that i think just glommed on to both of us yeah. early on and was in my like earliest rotation of fountains of wayne songs along with those like discovery moments like mexican wine and hey julie uh cemetery guns for me was one of those songs
0: what one of the things one of the- Now that you're saying that, one of the things that stands out to me about the song or this like moment in time, I guess, is that I because you had just showed me the video game Life is Strange, which features the song Lua by Bright Eyes. I was just getting into bright eyes at the same time that we were getting into Fountains of Wayne. So I was having this, like, real childhoods renaissance of all the shit I had missed out on the first go-around, the first eighth grade. And, and like, during the fucking, like, heyday of the Iraq-Afghanistan conflict as well. And these songs both have this, like... This one, I wouldn't even go as far as to say it takes like a point of view strong enough to like for it to be anti-war, but it is deeply cynical about war, um, and the whole Conor Ober's long title album <laughs> that I was obsessed with as well in the year twenty seventeen had all of those like moments woven into it that were super, super transparently about the conflict in the middle East um, and how fucked the fucked up it was. Um, and yeah, so that's one of my first memories now that you're sort of unlocking why we got into it.
1: Yeah. And it is interesting though, that you mentioned that, that fountains of Wayne up to this point was a pretty, a political band, yeah. like a pretty accessible for everyone power pop band writing pop songs that anybody could get behind and this was the first album where they really engaged in like openly discussing the wars in the middle east and tackling the darker subjects around reaching middle age and like their own internal strife and conflict as a band and all that kind of stuff and they're kind of investigating their own history and it, it, you know all those things uh from the very personal to the literally global uh they're talking about on this album and to have the final moment be this like you know w- w- funeral song yeah. basically uh on a song where i think probably the band knew it was likely going to be their last album yeah. uh is like this interesting simultaneous comment on the war in the middle east uh and how like terrible that was uh well ends. also being this and how it will ever end and also this like maybe kind of mood piece on just grief in general and possibly the grief they were feeling around putting to bed this very long and formative chapter of their own lives i <laughs>
0: I think, yes, this song seems like a bizarre final note for Fountains of Wayne to strike. And I think it seems aberrant at first glance. But when you or now that I am looking at this more deeply, it's like it's it's like it's the. It's not even like anti war. It's not even like anti constructive war. It is just like adding this cynical point of view of like, fuck these assholes who send us there. Fuck these people repeating their forefathers. The fucking line, Tyler, whoever more play their forefathers' hands in the foreign sands, like a fucking Crazy. lyric that never stops singing in my head but like in a in a in a political like in just a way in a way that we are accustomed to not in the way that I heard that when it was said because also if you're singing along to this every word no you fucking aren't because like I thought I knew all the words to this song and I'm reading it and like the goddamn poetry Chris Collingwood is spitting out is too much like you're not singing the right words
1: i actually made the small list of words featured in this song because <laughs> after we covered firelight waltz i was like collingwood finds a way for words in these songs that nobody else possibly could this is a song that features the proper noun peoria i think meaning the silly the city in illinois Which and also it- features
0: Uh, Sorry, which it shares in common with um, a favorite of ours, Songs Ohio, Peoria Lunchbox Blues. Oh,
1: so true. I was looking
0: at it and being like, why does that feel so familiar to me? Is this like a construct of war? Should this be familiar to me? Am I stupid? Did I forget to read my history homework? Uh, And I was like, no, it's a Songs Ohio (laughs) song. Yeah. just an ode uh, to the midwest just in the uh, normal way i know things which is song titles of songs
1: also amazing that phones of wayne a band so so famously uh enamored with the northeast uh <laughs> yeah. that has all their songs take place in new york new jersey or massachusetts has to, goes yeah. out their final note is a song that takes place in illinois finally
0: anyway. appealing to middle america
1: <laughs> finally after all those decades um yeah so words featured here peoria uh, the the phrase more will restless sorrow sleep in a broken heap"? Are you kidding me? The word "fells" f e l l s fells. fells. Uh, you know, the, you know
0: the theory that like Shakespeare is a bunch of dudes or a bunch of yes, people. Yes, yes. One of them's Chris
1: Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, the phrase "hearth and home," hearth, uh, right? Or hearth? Sorry, hearth yeah, and no, home. Uh, And then also uh, the phrase errant ones, Uh, speaking of people who are errant, uh, which is an adjective you simply don't hear in pop music. Uh, And (laughs) here's Chris Collingwood uh, sneaking in these like deeply poetic, uh, like, fascinating little turns of phrase yeah. on the song. And we do know it's Collingwood. Uh, I did turn that over in my research. Can I read some illuminating Collingwood quotes? Oh my God,
0: please. Because I looked, <laughs> I could not find fucking any. First of all, I like looked up Pe- Peoria. I tried to look up Empire Hill, which I could not find anything concrete on. I wrote all my own bullshit down about the song. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to like look up criticism or do something. And then I like went to the kitchen and talked to my friends and spoke some weed and like didn't do that. And so please- tell me. I was like, Fountains of Wind, uh, Cemetery Guns, criticism, and it was like, zero results. That was as much work as I did. <laughs>
1: I did turn over a few things. I saw, first of all, there's a really nice studio, like a live studio rendition of this on WFUV, uh, the public radio station in New York. Uh, it's just Chris, uh, Adam, and Brian. There is a comment. There's 12 comments. One of them just says, Where's Jody? Which is uh, I think appealing to our audience. Um so he has this quote uh Collingwood and Schlesinger were interviewed by Rolling Stone to do press for this uh, album um they start off by saying the person who wrote the article quote they chose to speak separately just as they write and (laughs) if that isn't the most telling thing about where these guys were at this point i don't know what is uh so yeah he has this quote um quote i can't remember what it was but a tv reporter said has the war affected your writing at all the war in iraq has been going on so long i can't remember when he asked me but it prompted the song (laughs) so i wrote a little quote short story set at a graveyard strangely enough not long afterwards my uncle who'd fought in korea died and he had a military funeral eerie did you know they don't really give you a 21 gun salute it's like seven guns who each fire three shots it's really 21 shots and they have so many funerals to do now they do them quickly and they're off to the next (laughs) unquote Uh, So, yeah, this is somebody asked, like, hey, are you thinking about the war? And he was like, I guess I am. And like, this was his interpretation of a uh, Iraq war song. Another quote from the publication Salon. Uh, quote. There was a song on the last record called Cemetery Guns that was darker, and some journalists asked me what I did in my spare time. I said I mostly read political books and that I was a more dour person than you'd expect from listening to Fountains of Wayne's music. She said, why don't you make music that sounds more like that? And then he says, that's a better organizing principle than working in the adolescent style that Fountains of Wayne was in.
0: So it's
1: like this interesting. (laughs) I'm so mad. Yeah. I'm
0: so mad at this moment in time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that he has to fucking go like uh, yeah, drum up attention for something he doesn't want anyone to look at.
1: Yeah, it's also just interesting to then know that he went on to do Look Park and like yes. uh, all of the songs on Look Park sound like Firelight Waltz or like Cemetery Guns more than they sound like you know michael and heather at the baggage claim
0: also like shut the fuck up uh, cemetery guns go bang 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 like that just sounds like some weak ass bullshit that you're like yeah 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 what rhymes with um but like he literally means it because they each shot fire three shots <laughs> All of the yeah guns. bang 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 that's one free shot that each of the guns did it was like a specific a specific detail from his fucking uncle's funeral
1: yeah it's just kind of amazing Uh, and uh, that insight into exactly why he wrote it, and also like the song is a really fascinating time capsule of the war, and you know, there's so much popular culture and media that was kind of, I don't want to say inspired by, but like brought yeah uh, into the world as a reaction to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and Iran. And uh, this is just, like, another little chapter of that thing, but through the lens of Fountains of Wayne, which is to say uh, a very unique uh, perspective that we had not heard yet up to this point. We'd heard, like... You know, uh, The Late Show do it. We'd heard South Park do it. We'd heard The Chicks do it. Uh, but we heard Green Day <laughs> do it. Sure, but-
0: we heard Bright Eyes do it. We heard Conor yeah. do it.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, and then yeah. to get the uh, a brief moment, where Chris Collingwood is offering his own. Uh, perspective on this whole thing through like a very fountains of Wayney lens is i think really interesting in fact as like fountains of Wayne historians <laughs> uh- <laughs> <You dead
0: ass. laughs> Sorry. all i'm good at um it, i love the way that this song is like these meaty flowery poetic verses and simple 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 choruses I was just sort of giving all this credit to the bang, bang, bang moment. But still, the chorus is this transfer of like onomatopoeia and um, color imagery. And it's like all these like simple tricks and it's all very tight and memorizable and gives me the impression that I know all the words to cemetery guns or even that I know how to spell cemetery guns. And it, none of it's true because the verses are just so much meatier than they feel like they are.
1: And then the composition of the song is really simple, but like you just get so much bang for your buck there. It's the just a basic. Drum? Is
0: that what it's called? The fucking dr- the war drums uh, in the. It's pack? a snare oh. drum. It's it's yeah, a, just oh, yeah, a simple shit. snare.
1: It's like a rolling snare drum that you would hear at uh, on a battlefield or at a soldier's funeral. It's like an army. Uh, you know, battalion drum, which is such a smart choice. It's almost the only percussion in the song until some more conventional drums kick in later, I think. Uh, and then it's just acoustic guitar and maybe a little piano. That live studio session, um, Adam was playing piano. I think there is piano. I've heard the song dozens of times and now I can't even remember because I'm always so just wrapped up in like the, the narrative of it. Uh uh, but yeah, it's such a simple song from a composition standpoint, but it doesn't need any more than it has. And as this like kind of last grasp of fountains of Wayne, it's, Kind of a, it's like they've had these songs that are really produced and really big and bombastic. You think about this compared to something like Strapped for Cash with like the horn <laughs> section and these like that was the climax. That was the
0: climax of their work.
1: Yeah, Strapped, and then this Strapped is
0: like <laughs> their this is like work.
1: this this coda. You know, it's this like last yeah. thing, this last moment. uh Like here's you know, but it's like not going out with a bang. It's like going out with a like deliberate pointed whisper. Uh I think that's like kind of a
0: faded cool. snare drum,
1: yeah, but I don't know. I think it's a really powerful song, uh, and yeah, I don't know i think I think it's great
0: I agree um the I've realized the shadows on the overpass is the posters. <laughs> the posters they hang up like welcome home or you know Rest oh in peace, you think Johnny. yeah that's what i think oh, that's oh yeah that's that what's really be... tugging at my heartstrings right now is <laughs> real maybe realizing that
1: wow you know. yeah shadows on the over i always assumed just because it was a cloudy day it was about to rain mm, yeah, but maybe. i mean either way i think that's maybe. a great interpretation
0: yeah if you're boring <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you suck. <laughs>
0: um also I think the more we look into this the more curious. I used to take it for granted. I was like Elizabeth, she's the war widow, cool. But it feels like a very like old and specific name like I feels like that must be some kind of nod.
1: Yeah, I was also kind of thinking that, because he's or talking about, least, like, our yeah. fathers came and settled where the ground was flat. And I was like, when people came and settled in the Americas, everybody's name was
0: Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, like, exactly, exactly. It's got to be one of those Elizabeths. So that's not a coin. Now that's people's middle names. They Yeah, learned. back then, was, you had, like,
1: there's one, uh, one name for women, and it was Elizabeth. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, flip a coin. Sarah Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Sarah, yeah. Sarah, Elizabeth. The other one's the middle. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that just feels even if it's just like, oh, it's a very specific person at that funeral that Chris Collingwood went to, it just like doesn't feel like that's like, oh, some lady like <laughs> feels like she has a very she has a point of view even though we're not welcomed into it she feels like a very loaded character
1: yeah i mean oh my god the song just started playing in my headphones <laughs>
0: how exciting
1: like yeah, that's not what it sounds
0: like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no uh yeah i mean it's a loaded song overall i think it's really great um it's the last fountains of wayne song it's it's yeah. it's hard to wrap your head around and also like it's weird that like it's one of the last 10 that we're going to talk about as far as like the main run of this show is concerned so we're kind of getting to our own like ending of of the first era of whatever this is soon so yeah i feel it makes me feel like a a certain type of way talking about cemetery guns
0: yeah for sure um i feel like i had more on this guy we teased cemetery guns in our top 10 episode so if you're not a patron go be one and if you are one then you have been awaiting this for one long week you for one whole week i need to hear more about cemetery guns before i listen to it that's how people that's how i that's how it works
1: (laughs) yeah i guess we should move on to bad ideas uh, okay do you have a bad idea for this week
0: oh fuck wow I like forgot but for sure I've, we've been cooking up bad ideas together in person now for like four days cumulatively so I gotta yeah. have a whole list of baddies petition to change peanut butter to panutter butter
1: <laughs> <laughs> <P-nutter> butter. <laughs>
0: I don't know why that's making me laugh so hard and why it made me laugh so hard in the first place. I think I just like looked at the jar and I'm like, hi, or whatever. I was like, that's says peanut butter.
1: I mean, it really ought to. Get me
0: the peanut butter. It just feels more efficient and hilarious.
1: Uh, yeah, I love that. There's uh, I think there's a lot of wiggle room for what, uh, what we can call peanut butter. <laughs>
0: that's, that's right. That's the lesson I learned.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. So my bad idea is a store in the mall that is called Candles for Daniels. (laughs) And unless your first name is Daniel or your last name is Daniels, you are not allowed to purchase a candle. You can go in and you could smell. They have an assortment of different smells. They're all lovely. It's much like the Yankee Candle Store, but, you know, I'd say even better. Uh, and they check your ID. And if you are not a Daniel, you cannot buy a candle.
0: So, 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 WWE superstar Daniel Bryan, whose stage name is Daniel Bryan, could go in, but so could real-life Brian Danielson. They could both buy candles for Daniels, or would Danielson be hauled out of candles for Daniels?
1: I think Danielson is close enough. As long as your name contains Daniel, and if you have made significant contributions to pop culture using
0: Daniel community. Using using the Daniel moniker. (laughs) (laughs) There should honestly be a Facebook group, like a support group for Daniels.
1: (laughs) There really should be. They need all the help they can get. They're having
0: a hard time. It's they're, never been
1: harder to be a Daniel. They're the
0: in-betweeners. They're, they're the real in-betweeners. And they just, nobody gets them.
1: No, yeah. They uh need a lot.
0: Let's get Livestrong bracelets for Daniels. <laughs> 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 That's a merch idea. Ryan, write that down. <laughs>
1: Uh okay, let's thank our patrons and right. get out of here. Uh do you have the list of patrons up? Do you want to do it?
0: Mallory Stewart, who just recently had a birthday. Happy belated Mallory. My birthday, Mallory! Woo! Rachel Hart, La Pontiff, John Lafallette, Eric Gandalf. Thank you for letting me sleep on your couch and pet your cats.
1: Uh and thank you to patrons in general. Uh also again, we always forget to do this, but uh no matter who you are, uh leave us a rating and a review somewhere online. We would appreciate it. Uh helps other people find the show. And soon they will have a backlog, even new listeners will have a backlog of every single Fountains of Wayne song and a critical discussion on it. So uh, <laughs> help us get the word out, even retroactively.
0: Do you want everyone to know every Fountains of Wayne song? do we have the podcast for you
1: <laughs> yeah if you're part of the wayne agenda uh yeah. this will be an asset you can use forever i
0: <laughs> oh, love you love you